Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit with Lisa A. Smith and Jamila Struthers. Hello. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female executives and entrepreneurs who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. Today is Saturday, January 7th, and I am back with my homegirl, Get Fit With Jay, recording our first episode in 2017. And we decided to make this a bit of a smorgasbord episode. We have like four or five different things that we want to dive into tonight. And then we were thinking, um, I don't know who said it first, me or you, but we were talking about how we felt like we had no identity outside of oh, health and I wellness. Know. I don't know, but... <laughs> so at the end of tonight's episode, we're going to share with you guys about six or seven fun facts about each of us that you may not know outside of health and wellness. It seems like everybody we know, every time we get together... It's health and wellness. It's, it's always health and wellness, always yeah. exercise, it's always diet. It seems like we're always talking about something related to that. And we're so much more than that. Are we? Yeah. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. I guess we'll find out tonight. Yeah. Um. But first, I am so happy to bring back Wait, wait what? what? I've built up so many Wait What's over the last couple of weeks. Wow. Some that I remember, some that I don't, but I have one for sure that I've been saving up for the show, so I couldn't wait to have you back on. But before we dive into Wait What... How was your experience Christmas versus gifted Christmas this year? So you took the kids, the family to Niagara Falls I for Christmas. To Niagara Falls, so different, so so different. Wow! So you guys woke up on Christmas Day in the hotel room. In the hotel room, and we they opened. They had about four gifts a piece, mm-hmm. and then they just all their mind was really on was swimming. They just was like, you know, the night before. We're going to go swimming in the morning. We're going to go swimming in the morning. Right. And then, you know, I was thinking about when I was a kid, I would be up at like 6 o'clock in the morning. They literally slept to like 9 o'clock. I was like, are you not excited? Or But they got up. They were excited then. But um, they got up. They opened their presents by the, we were on the 28th floor mm-hmm. overlooking the fall. Wow. So we on the Canada up, side, right? On the Canada side. So nice. And yeah. We opened up the, the curtains and. We were just overlooking the falls with our little two-foot Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we just went swimming. Yeah. Wow. And I never forget many years ago, I don't know, I guess everyone has their own definition of happiness, but Troy told me that the definition of happiness was always having something to look forward to. I, I think I agree with that. Yeah. And so the fact that your kids were just like, we can't wait to do this thing versus get this thing. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, they could not wait. They was, how how long are we gonna have? And what? How many? <laughs> they were trying to like lock me into this thing because they know me. Once we get down there for forty five minutes, like, oh yeah, ready? They're like, no, okay, hour and a half at least, right, right, right. So yeah, we did that. It was cool. That's amazing. And so you guys spent Christmas in Niagara Falls, and you guys did a ton of stuff in Niagara Falls, didn't you? We did uh, everything. Everything. <laughs> I mean, I exhausted them. They, wow. Yeah, we uh, went to this um, arcade that had a haunted house, that had mini putt-putt, that had like cannon blasters where we shot the balls at each other. <laughs> and my son and I were on a team and we ran around and hit all these buttons. And my uh, husband and my daughter hit all these buttons. And whoever hit the most buttons um, within a certain amount of time won. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really cool. And it was active. 
Yeah. We, we walked from Canada to New York across the bridge. I held my son on my back. Oh, yeah. I love so, like, it. I literally carried him on my back from country to country. I told I was bragging. <laughs> I was like, you know, some parents, you know, they carry their child maybe across the street, but I've carried you from a city <laughs> to a city in a country to a country. I love it. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's like, I'm so sure this will be one of their most memorable Christmases. Like, the Christmas we went to Niagara Falls yeah. and we did these things. And right. so that that was the perfect setup for like our 2017, you know. I, I, I absolutely agree. Because we're this year, we've made a vow. You guys have probably heard us talk about it in previous um, shows. But we've made a vow in 2017 to uh, love people and use things as right. opposed to loving things and using people. So, you know, this year... I'm not spending any money on things on things, but spending money on experiences, you know. So I'm only spending money on food and toiletries, but I'm not buying anything that's outside of my realm of necessity right. for survival. Exactly. And so I think this is just gonna be a, I'm so I'm so looking forward to it and I already feel like it's possible. You you ever go into a challenge and you like I might not make it. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that too many times, actually. <laughs> Oh my God, the best one was last year when I told you we were doing that no eating out challenge and you almost died. I think I did die a couple times. I probably woke up what <laughs> on was my it bed like, like, where am I? What I was suffered. Like, wasn't it 30 days or something? It was 30 days. And what, what happened is if I ate out or if you ate out, it gave the other person an additional five days. Right. So if you, I remember your client gave you something and we both had to add on five more days to this challenge it was horrible i hated it so much no eating out challenge and who knew that that could be so difficult it was very difficult. and not even for us for us it wasn't even necessarily about craving unhealthy food no it was about you know just the convenience sometimes because i mean i'll easily grab some a quinoa salad yeah, it and was a, no, it was oatmeal. not snacks or anything just nothing came from anywhere but home right store, and so. that's that's a tough challenge it was very tough. we're bringing it back this year i don't think we are yes, I don't, we- I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing it. we're revisiting that challenge it no. might not be 30 days but i really feel like you and i both need to do this just for discipline i personally don't like having anything in the world that has a hold on me that's you know what I'm true. saying? So maybe true. even if we do it for one week, maybe we could take baby steps this time. Okay. But I don't want to feel like it's something that I can't That's do true. strictly I like because I'm too weak to That's do, true. you know, mentally or whatever. So anyway. <laughs> Give me every time with that. <laughs> now I'm like, when are we going to start tonight? Right. I know I'm not too Right. Weak. I know I can do it. But, um, okay, so let's dive into wait. What? You want to go first? I'll, I'll go first. Okay. All right. So, you know, I was... I'm not going to say I was really good, but I was pretty okay with doing pull-ups, right? Because okay. I have a, a pull-up bar at my home. And every time I would go to the gym, I wouldn't necessarily practice pull-ups because I had a pull-up bar at home. So what I would do is I would put the pull-up, which is my husband's, I would put it on our door. And just randomly throughout the day, I would just jump on it, do a couple pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much 10, 15 times a day, I would just do pull-ups randomly. So, so how many were you doing at a time? Not not many, like maybe three or four. Okay. So you know, okay. maybe like three or four pull-ups throughout the day. Okay, that's a lot. Um, that's good. Yeah. So I realized that um, I hadn't done pull-ups in a minute. I started looking for the pull-up bar. Couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. So I let it let it go. 
looked for the pull up bar maybe a week or two later, mm-hmm. couldn't find it, let mm-hmm. it go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have not seen this pull up bar. So I ended up asking, it's been like two and a half months now. I ended up asking, like, hey, have you seen the pull up bar? Asking your husband? Yeah. I, I said, <laughs> okay. hey, have you seen this pull up bar? Uh huh. He goes, oh, yeah, it's in the basement. Uh-huh. Wait. <laughs> what? You know, this pull-up bar is my life. Right. Why would you put my pull-up bar So it in was the in the basement, basement, like, stored away. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant, like, for maybe him to use. No, 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 stored. Like, who does this? And we don't need this up here. No. We're going to put this one in the basement. I was so, I was just really shocked, like, no, not the pull-up bar. That don't go in the, in the basement. In the basement. That yeah. goes, like, right, that goes on the door. Right. Like, of our room. So he didn't see you randomly doing pull-ups throughout the day? Yes. <laughs> That's why it's such a wait. What? You've had like, enough. You've had enough pull-ups. I guess so. I guess I have reached my max in his life. And You know, yeah. that reminds me <laughs> of comedian Daniel Tosh. Mm-hmm. And I, it, he was just kind of talking about women working out now he's like i remember when girls had butts now they got glutes like and like so what? i just feel like you know ramirez was like okay we get yeah, it yeah you, you can got, do a pull-up pull up. but yeah. enough is enough yeah i'm gonna go ahead and throw this in storage right Who does that? <laughs> so he hit you with a strong way when you went two and a half months your absent-minded behind. How you go two and a half months without the scatterbrain? I think it was really like a, a attack almost <laughs> because he knew that I would just be like, oh, okay, the the pull up bar. I'll, I'll ask tomorrow. The I'll ask tomorrow kept happening. I ask tomorrow, I, and then finally, after two and a half months, I had had enough. I was like, where is that pull up bar? And it was in the basement. Yeah, is it back upstairs now? Let's just say the storage because basement sounds too much like he may have been using it. It was in the store. It was stored away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's back up here, and I've been pulling up ever since. But I have lost strength behind it, and so I'm back on it. I'm so upset about it. <laughs> right. Wow. Okay. So what's yours? So my wait what? And for those of you who have not caught on, uh, I forgot to introduce the segment. But wait what? It's just simply our segment where we delve into something that we saw or experienced in the past week that kind of made us go, wait, wait what? what? So my wait, what? Okay, so I've already told you how um, lately I've noticed how my temperament and my attitude and my response to stressors in life has been way more chill. Yeah. And I attribute that to definitely my diet, a thousand percent. And um, meditation, fasting, affirmations, all the self-development things that I do, um, I think have really, really affected my mood and my attitude and my temperament. And so I respond to things that happen in my life totally different now. And sometimes it feels like I'm on the outside of myself looking in. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So this was the major test. So last month in December, right, Mm -hmm. I went online to my account at Wayne State, so I'm starting school on Monday, January 9th. I'm starting school, and so I hadn't received an email or anything about my financial aid. Mm -hmm. And so I went online to my account, my student account on Wayne State, to check my financial aid, and it said that um, a determination had not been made yet because I needed to print this form out, have it signed by an academic advisor, Mm -hmm. and turn it in before they would even make a determination about my financial aid, whether I was okay. getting any or not. And I'm like, okay. 
So I try and print the form out online. So the form was I I was enrolled I'm enrolled at Wayne State as a nine degree student. Okay. Meaning a nine degree student means maybe you just want to go and take classes to right. learn a bit more about nutrition, but you don't want a degree. Right. Or it's continuing education or something. So I'm enrolled as a nine degree student because my plan eventually is to go to medical school. So I'm not I have to take all these pre med classes. So I'm enrolled as a nine degree student. So this form that I had to get printed out basically says that the classes that I'm currently taking are preparing me to eventually enroll into a program. Right. Okay. So I have to get this form signed by an academic advisor. So I try and print it out at home. And every time I click on the form, it gives me an error message. So I call the university Mm -hmm. and I'm like, hey, I need to get this um, form filled out and signed. But every time I click on it, you sent me it's not working and she's like oh i'll email it to you Mm -hmm. i said okay cool so she emails me the form i print it out and um it says very clearly that the form you know can't be electronically signed it has to be signed like in person in ink okay so i drive to the university same day i drive to the university and i have to go to the undergraduate academic advising office Mm -hmm. and i have to get an academic advisor to sign this form saying even though I'm enrolled as a non-degree student, I'm currently taking classes that is going to prepare me for a program that I eventually plan on enrolling in Okay. to get a degree. So before I even went up to the school, I called Wayne State's Medical School. And I'm like, hey, I have this, I'm, I'm currently, I'm, on January 9th, I'm going to start taking pre-med classes, but I need you guys to sign this form saying that my plan is to apply for medical school. Right. And she told me over the phone, we won't sign that form. She said, if we sign that form, that's basically saying you're going to get into medical school. And I'm like, no. I'm like, even on the form, it says, I intend to apply for yeah. the school. It doesn't say that you're going to let me in. She's like, well, unfortunately, we don't sign those forms anymore. And I said, okay, well, who does? And she said, oh, try the academic advising office. Okay. So I was like, okay, I call the academic advising office, and I go up to the university. I go into the academic advising office. So first... It's like, uh, this is, like I said, in December, this is probably maybe like, uh, it's definitely after school had let out for Christmas break. So there's no students on, on the campus. Okay. And it's like the week of like Christmas. Christmas is Sunday and this is Monday. Mm-hmm. So the, the campus is pretty much empty. There's nobody on campus. And so I, I pull up, I get a really good parking spot. <laughs> of um, I go into the academic advising office and I tell them the whole rundown. I'm like, basically, I'm not eligible for financial aid until you guys sign this form. Right. right? And he's like, oh, um, we were told very clearly not to sign this form. And I'm like, what? I'm like, he's like, what is your plan? I was like, well, I'm taking pre-med courses to eventually enroll in medical school. And he's like, um, okay, he's like, well, let me double check, but I'm pretty sure that um, we can't sign this form. He, so he goes in the back for a few minutes, and um, he and by this time, I'm also registered for my first two classes. I'm right. registered for chemistry and sociology. Okay, there's a point to that. So I come, he comes back, and he's like, yeah, I was right. He was like, <laughs> we can't sign this form because if we sign this form, is basically saying that the same thing the medical school said, you're going to get into this program. And I'm like, well, it doesn't even say that on the form. I'm like, on the form it says I intend to apply to a certain school. Right, once again. So he's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. He was like, we're not going to sign the form. Um, I was like, well, the medical school said they won't sign the form either. 
So basically, you know, I'm not eligible for financial aid, and I'm already enrolled for classes. And he looked at my schedule. He was like, um, and I show her your schedule when I was back there. And also, you're enrolled in the wrong chemistry class, right? He's like, the chemistry class that you're enrolled in is for the nursing program. Mm -hmm. So you need to be enrolled in chemistry 1040, which is for the med school program. Okay, so let's just sum this up. I'm not eligible for financial aid because I'm enrolled as a non-degree student. I'm thinking the only thing I have to do to rectify that is to get this form signed, and nobody on the campus is willing to sign the form. And I'm enrolled in the wrong chemistry classes. It's the week of Christmas. I don't know what's going to happen. He's like, you need to go to, um, he was like, you need to go to the registrar's office Mm -hmm. now to try and get this straightened out. I said, okay. I leave out of there Mm -hmm. to go to the registrar's office. Walk back to my car. I have a ticket. (laughs) Okay. So I have a ticket. I'm enrolled in the wrong chemistry class. And I might not be able to start school on January 9th because I won't have any financial aid. Right. Okay. So I go to the registrar's office, right? And the registrar's office, the lady is like, yeah, you're enrolled as a non-degree student. She was like, nobody should have given you this form. She's like, we stopped using this form on campus a year ago. That's why nobody will sign it. They shouldn't have even given you the form. Nobody will sign it. She's like, you are going to have to go talk to an enrollment advisor and one of two things are going to happen. They're either going to change your status right there on the spot from a non-degree to a degree student, or you're going to have to reapply to the entire university. Wow. Yes, that happened. She's like, you're going to have to reapply to the entire university. She's like, I'm going to send you upstairs so you can talk to um, an academic advisor and admissions, like an admissions advisor, and it's going to be in their hands. So you might have to basically fill out the application, submit everything again, and, and apply to university as a degree student, like apply to a certain program right. with, with a major. Jaw dropped. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm just like on fire. I done got this $45 ticket. Right. I'm enrolled in the wrong chemistry class, and I'm not eligible for, for, for financial aid, and I am not... You know, I'm not, and I'm enrolled as a non-degree student. I'm like, oh my goodness, right? So I go upstairs. Um, I have to wait for a few seconds in the lobby to talk to an admissions advisor. And the entire time, so at this point, I'm I'm so present in the moment, like I'm so present with everything that's happening. Usually, I would have been so angry and mm-hmm. upset that wound up, wound up. Yeah. it would have been a balance of like my emotions and trying to get it straightened out. But my whole, the whole thing was centered on trying to get it straightened out. And like, I acknowledged the fact that I felt like I could have gotten really heated and riled up, but I'm like, I started just reciting things like, Lisa, this is going to work out. You'll be fine. You're not going to have to wait to spring to start school. You're not going to have to push everything back. You'll just drop that one chemistry class when this gets straightened up. And wrote, like, I'm really just talking myself through this, right? right? And that's even shocking me. I'm like, okay, I'm handling this well. That's cool. So I go upstairs to an admissions advisor. And he calls me into his office. And um, he's like, so I explain everything that's going on. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you're not eligible for financial aid because you're enrolled as a non-degree student. And um, he's like, you may have to reapply to the university as all over again, start right. over from scratch. He's like, but let me, um, he was like, I will need your transcripts. 
I was like, oh, you should have my transcripts. I sent them all over when I applied to the university the first time. And he was like, oh, did you? And I'm like, yeah. So I give him my student ID number. He pulls up my information. And um, he's like, how many different universities have you been to? And I'm like, well, like four. I had transcripts. And he, he's like, well, I would need all of those. I was like, you have all of those. I sent them over, right? Mm-hmm. So he punched in my information. And the computer, of course, is moving slow <laughs> and all this stuff, right? And so it finally comes up. He has two different computers that he's going back and forth on. And I'm sitting there. I'm talking about sitting up straight, posture, shoulders back, looking him dead in his eyes. I'm just like so sure that this is about to be resolved. So he pulls up my transcripts. He's looking at all my stuff. I was like, you should have the University of Michigan. You should have Central Michigan University. You should have Oakland University. You should have University of Phoenix. I'm running out everything, and it's all coming up, right? So then he looks back at me, and it's this moment where he's really, really apprehensive Mm -hmm. because the power is in his hands. He literally only has to, like, click a button to make me a regular degree student or tell me that I have to reapply to university. Girl, why did I? I'm here. Why did I sit there and I was like, listen, sir, let me explain something to you. I was like, because he was like, usually when this happens, he was like, I, you know, am I'm I'm always kind of leery. This isn't the first time it happened. And he's basically like, I'm kind of leery about basically saying, hey, you're in the university. He's like, you know, because basically you could drop the ball. And it, technically, if you reapply, you might not be eligible. You need to get reaccepted right, to the university. Because if you are, you know, if he hits that button, you're, you now represent them. Exactly. And, and you're only here for two classes, so you could do anything. Right, this first semester, two classes, right. Right. Right, even though I plan on being there for two, three years, taking my pre-med courses. Right, but to them, you, you're not, you know, they're right. a student, but if we say, if I hit this button, now you're representing us. That is that why they... That's exactly why. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm affecting their numbers. Like, they want to generate students that make them look good. Right. People that's going to, you know, finish, people that are going to get good grades, people are going to pay, right, they, right. because that makes them look good overall as a university. So he, he had some apprehension. He rubbing his hands together. He looking back and forth. Why your girl? <laughs> <laughs> what you do? What you do? Well, here's the way what? So I was like, sir, I was like, you have my transcripts of every university I've been to. I said, I had a full ride to Central Michigan University. I got that scholarship transferred over to the University of Michigan, which I graduated from. Like I then went and got a master's from the University of Phoenix. I then went on to Oakland University to get certified to teach English as a second language, which led me to move to China for a year to do just that. Then I came back and decided I wanted to be a certified personal trainer, which I've done and done that, which led me to start my own company. I was like, basically what I'm trying to say to you is I'm a finisher. And everything that I start, I'm going to finish. So you don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to be a good student. Wait. <laughs> what? Just, just hit him. And hit him with the truth, though. I read everything down so cold. He was like, I'm going to go ahead and switch you. Don't even worry about it. Merry Christmas. That's my girl. That's my girl. That's my dog. Can we say anything on fire? Can I say there was not a sweat beat. There was not a worry. When I realized that his only apprehension was whether or not I was going to be basically a finisher. Right. 
I was like, oh, that's what I do. I finished. <laughs> Hello? I was like, oh, I have a track record. Let me just run it down for you. I'm like, there's absolutely no worries about whether or not I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. Right. He said, I'm going to go ahead and switch it over right now. Just the registrar's office got to approve it. If it's not done Say by no Thursday, more. just call and let me know. Yeah. He called me the next day and was like, I want you to know you all set. You just need to pick a na- major. Wait, what? what? Don't you ever doubt me. But it was so crazy how little, like, up until that point, I could have been nervous. And I was a little nervous. But it was nowhere like I would have been in the past. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm, like, angry. I would have been mad. I would have been worried. I would have been stressed out. And it was just like, I know everything is going to align in my favor. And... And it was like everything I had done up until that point prepared me to prove myself in these three seconds to this man. Right. You know what I'm saying? In these three seconds. It was so powerful. It was so powerful. I I was impressed. With yourself. With myself. (laughs) I said, wait, what? Yeah. I said, oh, sir, you ain't got... Oh, you were the... Okay, you sent across from a finisher right now. It was amazing. Yes. It was amazing. Ain't nobody take back that $45 ticket, but other than that. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, I'm sweet. He switched me up, registered starting classes on Monday, but I'm just like, wow. And just the way, I'm just like, wow. Like, I'm just so covered. You know I believe in my protection. (laughs) Yes, I know. I'm so covered. So, I mean, it was a long story, and I think it was worth it, but that was my wait, what? Like, yeah, that's a good story, and I think that, you know, a lot of people, you know, the listeners would get something out of that, Mm -hmm. you know? That everything you do, even though, you know, because I'll never forget when you told me, um, you know, when I was a nursing assistant and I was just feeling some type of way about being a nurse assistant. And then when my mom got sick, mm-hmm. you were like, Jay, you know, you, you detested that job and you didn't like it and you felt this way and that way. But that prepared you for taking care of your mother. So whatever you're going through, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad. It is really putting you in a position for whatever you have in your future, good or bad. Good or bad. Now, all of her stories was good, powerful, you know. Right. But even if it's something that you you don't like or something that you feel like is testing you, you know, let that resonate that it's it's for your future, whatever that you have coming to you, whether you know it or not. Yes, a thousand percent. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on that okay. note. Yeah. On that note. On that note. That's awesome, though. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Man, it was crazy. I was just so proud of the way my temperament stayed so cool. It was amazing. Anyway, it's really awesome to look outside yourself and look at yourself at the same time. Like, and you, re- and you know why I'm really super proud of you? Because you rarely give yourself enough credit. You know what I mean? Everyone else would be like, Lisa, and this, this, and that. But you... You know, you really give yourself the credit. So I'm glad that you were able to just say, hold up, wait a minute. You yeah. know who I be? <laughs> right. <laughs> who right. I am around here? Right. So, yeah, that's that's cool, That too. is cool. You know, that's kind of like I'm proud of you for being that person, but I'm proud of you for recognizing that you were that person. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I was reserving it for that moment. Like, I'll, br- right. I'll bring it out when it's necessary. <laughs> it ain't always necessary because I'm human like the next person. But that moment, I said, oh, okay. So it was really cool. It was really cool. Um, Okay, so I want to dive into what you and I were talking about just the other day, the small ways, big behind phenomenon. It bothered me so much. So so just let's give the backstory, I guess, real quick Um, to the to the listeners. um, Recently, 
you and I were just talking about the um, status of professionally fit and kind of how we market our services uh, from a health and wellness standpoint. Number one, we come from a health and wellness standpoint right. and not all the time and not an aesthetic standpoint, not from get this body, lose this many pounds in this amount of days. Um, we always come from a very honest, holistic standpoint. And yeah. you and I were having a conversation the other day about some other individuals in the industry who promote more get this certain body type, yeah. lose this amount of weight, look like this, I look can get you like to be this. here within this amount of time. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And so, and and you sent me a picture with the and then it was basically an advertisement for a young lady that sells services or supplements, whatever she sells. Um. But her advertisement said. Small waist, big behind. Mm -hmm. um, basically, you can get like this girl here. You can Fast. have this small waist, big behind very quickly. Mm -hmm. I can teach you how to do that. Right. And there were thousands of likes and there were thousands of comments. Yes, thousands. And on top of that, you were like, what did the people say? And I was thinking like, oh, you must have never saw this advertised before. Mm -mm. This person is really... You know, they advertise all the time, and each time they post a different girl with a small waist, big behind, mm -hmm. and it's thousands and thousands. Like, this is what they do. Yes. This is not just one ad. This, right. This is a continuous ad, but yeah. Right. And then, you know, and then being completely transparent, sometimes I go back and look at our things that professionally fit, like on social media, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, I think I'm giving valuable content. You yeah. know, we just have 10 or 11 likes or four or five comments. Um, but then you see the small waist, big behind ads, and they literally, no exaggeration, have five to 6,000 likes, Yeah, you know, thousands of comments. Everybody's like, I'm in. I sent you my information. How do I sign up? And I, and, and, and the question doesn't, isn't what makes us different. The question is, you know, why are people so drawn to that versus wanting to learn how to eat for a long life. And I you already are making me Forgive feel me like for a... laughing, but I always laugh at you about this. I always I always think it's funny I how so naive. wholesome you are about this thing. Like, you know, it's people are seduced by this. It's not necessarily it's not intentional, but they're literally being seduced and they're literally being exploited by people who are I mean that's their job. They market these type of things for the food on their table. This is how they make their living True. to make you believe that you can look like this person. Even if your body structure is totally different, even if you are, you will never in your life, no matter how hard you work, look like this, but that's how they feed their family and how they put the money in their account. And they don't care how they, um, you know, lead you to believe and deceive you. Mm -hmm. So people buy into that and they buy it, buy into it quicker than they will hard work dedication nutrition it, that, that doesn't sound sexy no it doesn't you know <laughs> it's almost like do you want this corvette or do you want this you know or do you want to invest 10 years into a career right. and and earn your, you know yeah so that that that's what it is it's what sounds sexier and people are people are seduced by you know instant gratification they are you know and it really really bothers me like tremendously and it's so important when you're in business to have a set of core values for your company and I right. mean like spelled out uh-huh I agree with that you know it's just so important it's just so important to 
have a set of core values that you absolutely will not deviate from. Sure. Because I have to be completely honest, I've thought about showing more of my body. I've thought yeah. about, you know, let me, because, you know, I'll be in the gym working out, and I I hit a side profile and be like, glutes on glutes on I'm like wait a minute somebody got to see this you know and but (laughs) but it's and sometimes I even take the picture but it's a part of me that's just like you know I'm exploiting myself and that's not what's I know that's what the people want you know or what they think they want Mm -hmm. but that's not what I want to sell our brand on and what our and I want our brand to be and then there's and there at the same time, I need to eat too. I need to put food on my table too. And I'm competing with the small ways, big behind in in 30 day people. And people, like you said, are seduced by that. They're gravitating to that. And I, and I am in a constant state of reminding myself what our core values are and absolutely refusing to give in to that. And I'm like, it's just going to take me a little longer to get where I want to be. And, and there are the there are people out there who are more interested in literally learning how to do this and sustaining this and not looking for a quick fix or an overnight fix. So I just have to work on appealing to those individuals more. But it is so hard. It's very hard. And I remember telling you a long time ago, like if we took more selfies, how much more business would be, um, how much more marketable we would be. Yeah. And, you know, because I was telling you before, every time I take a selfie or like a full body pic, that's when the messages in my inbox start coming. Oh, yeah. That's when people say, hey, how much do you charge for training Mm -hmm. and things like that. And we both refrain from taking a lot of like body pics and things like that because we're so into the health um, perspective of it. But, you know, we both know that the more we say, hey, you know, give the subliminal message you can look like this because we don't you don't have to necessarily say it right you just take a picture and then oh okay i want to look like that let me see how she did it let me yeah you know but it's so much more than that and i and you know i really respect you for staying true to the core values because as long as you stay on the path that i believe that you will attract the people that you're meant to have I agree. And not only that, what I found, because I've already attracted some of those people, and what I found is that those relationships with those clients are much more long-lasting, too. Yeah, you, you told me that. And yeah. you were like, but how many of those people will stay? True. Those people... The small ways big behind? Yeah. The oh, they're flighty. That, they're yeah, they're really flighty. <laughs> they're really flighty. They yeah. ain't loyal. But, you know, <laughs> it depends on what you want. Do you want long-lasting relationships? And we, you know, we both want people to get it for life. Yes. To get it. Absolutely. Once you're out of our hands, your hands, you know, we want to get a, you know, call back from you a year or two later and you're still doing well. Absolutely. And that doesn't come from the people who are looking for instantaneous um you know, results. Exactly. You're so right. And so just being in a constant reminder of that is what helps keeps me centered and, and focused. And um, I think there's way more value too when a client realizes that, dang, she genuinely cares about my blood pressure. Like yeah, she genuinely cares about my mental health. And, you mm-hmm. know, I think sometimes I surprise clients when I'm like, your first assignment for this week is to just sleep a little more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like remove all the sugar and do 50 squats a day. It's like, hey, 
you're not doing enough self-care. We can't even dive into nutrition and exercise yet sure. because you're not taking care of your mental health. And so that's where I come from, and that's my value system, and that's what I believe works, and that's what I've seen mm-hmm. work on clients and myself. And so, you know, just to a message to you guys out there listening, if you have your own company or your own business or you're trying to build your brand, you are going to, as you should, if you're a good business owner, be in the know of what your competitors are doing. You're going to see it. You're going to be in the know. And sometimes you may be tempted to emulate what they're doing because it appears to be working for them. But always, always take time to self-assess. If it is not something that was that is part of your core values and your belief system, then do not do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like I was talking to um, a potential partner earlier today and we were talking about offering discounts and coupons. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, from day one, we've never offered a coupon or a discount. Like I just did a promotion on New Year's Eve where I, I literally gave away our course. But mm-hmm. I'll like gifted it to, to yeah. three people. But, but I never will. I'll, yeah. I've never discounted it. And you know we were talking about that. But sometimes you can look at a competitor and you know Black Friday. You know they've done this or done that, and you're like, I'm gonna throw a twenty percent off coupon out there. Sometimes like you have to be careful with those things. And sometimes we see those, and you see people buying and chiming in and you're like well maybe I should try that right and if it's just not something that you believe you want to be associated with your brand and I'm not saying that coupons or offering discounts are are bad because they're not it's just something that we don't do and so but it could be really easy to look at somebody else and be like maybe I should come up with a shiny flyer and with a big booty on the front and see how much business I can get in this short amount of time yeah and I also want to add to that that you know I see a lot of things that now this is what bothers me so much. I heard it on the radio the other day um, where, you know, everyone's heard that little battle between Chris Brown and Soldier Boy. Um, you probably, because you don't listen to the radio, but there's a battle going on between um, Chris Brown and Soldier Boy. And Soldier Boy is still like out making music? No, but he's on the scene. He's a producer and things like that. So he's got on the it. Scene. He likes a picture of one of Chris Brown's girls. And he got, and Chris Brown got mad and this, this, and that. But the radio host really said something that really bothered me. And he was like, I just want to say to both of them, y'all have no business arguing over a girl. You both are millionaires. If it was me, I would say I'm a millionaire and I don't care about none of this. And I just, it's just amazing to me how much people think money will make them exempt from feelings. Like, mm. you know, I hate to sound so like it's your feelings and this, this, and that, but Chris Brown, Soldier Boy, Mariah Carey, Beyonce, all these people still have feelings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to think that money will solve all your problems is is it's it's not true. That's why all these stars, if you look to all these millionaires, they still got the money and they still did something outside of that. They started these all these like, you know, um non profit organizations and all these things to help people because money just wasn't enough. So don't sell yourself out for money. Is, yes. is my point. Yes. It it has not solved anyone's problem. And never will. And it never will. Yeah. And and, and it, New levels, new devils, you know. So regardless of how much more money you make, you'll still always have um, something that you have to battle. And so if you don't deal with what's going on inside of you, you know, then like you said, you just won't be fulfilled regardless of how many more zeros you add on to your bank account. So, so true. So we can move on. But I just wanted to address that because it really, really 
really bothered me. Yeah. So, next thing I want to talk about really quickly. So, next thing I wanted to talk about really quickly was um, kind of becoming a person, a different person versus doing the steps that um, the person you want to become does. Right. Okay. So you brought this up actually several episodes ago, and I think you just kind of breezed past it in a quote, but we were obviously talking about, I think it was exercise or something, and we were just talking about the importance of doing things versus taking on a different mindset and value system. Exactly, yeah. Okay, so expound on that really quickly with the listeners because, I and I bring this up really quickly, guys, because in some of the co- in some of the clients I've been coaching lately, I realized that there's kind of a disconnect. Mm-hmm. They'll do the steps. They'll buy the books. Yeah. They'll buy the food. Mm-hmm. They'll get the gym membership. They'll show up mm-hmm. even to the gym appointments. They'll even do the exercises and sometimes eat the meals or drink the water. But it's like they're not becoming the type of person that they need to become that and this person who values their health and makes their exercise and their right. nutrition a priority over other things. And so I want you to expound a little bit on, on what that looks like. Okay, real quickly, I'm going to give you two examples of what that means. So, for instance, with my kids, I'm extremely patient. My daughter, she just took a gallon of water, was pouring it in a cup, whole gallon spilled all over the counter. Okay. I just, you know, just grabbed the towel and told her it was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but take me somewhere where the person in front of me in the line is taking just a little too long. They're using a check instead of a debit card and I'm ready to blow a gasket. Right. So I'm with my daughter, I'm doing patient things. Right. But the way I treat the person in the store, I'm not a patient person. Yes. So I know how to be patient, but it's not ingrained in me because when you're really patient, it goes on all levels with all things. Um, another example is, um, for instance, when you, like I have to take the shuttle to work. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I will park downtown because I don't want to um, take the shuttle mm-hmm. and use that extra time. But because I don't want to pay every day, sometimes I will park in the parking lot. Okay. Now, someone who truly valued their money and knew that it was not a good idea to park on the street because it just doesn't make sense. We'll park in the parking lot every day and take the shuttle. It doesn't make sense financially. Right? It doesn't make sense financially. If you if you valued your finances, you will park in this parking lot and take the shuttle every day without a question. Without a question. without a second thought. But right? I do this sometimes, and you would think I valued that, but no, I don't. I'm just doing this this based day. on your feelings, based on how I feel that day. But it's not. It should never be based on your feeling. It's just something that you do. Yes. Something that you believe in something that's ingrained in you no matter how much time you make time to park it because I'm not going to financially waste my I'm not going to waste my money to park to park when so I we, get a free shuttle and to park for free ride. yeah yes. so it's just a lot of things that we do sometimes but if it's not on every level every aspect of your life then that's not who you are yet Yes. Okay, that's, you know, and that goes into so many. I can give you a million examples. You're exactly right. It's just so many things. And, you know, I remember when I became the person who just didn't eat fast food anymore. Yeah. It used to be like, oh, 
I got a taste for some McDonald's French fries. Yeah. Or, you know, like that, those were still options for me, mm-hmm. you know, and now I value what goes into my body so mm-hmm. much right. that so many things have become non-negotiable. And it's just like, I don't do it. It, it doesn't even, because, you know, one of the things that I think we get all the time for people is how do you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated to exercise or eat a certain way? And I'm like, that's just who I am now. Exactly. It's yeah. very hard to that's explain. Too- and so, okay, people probably have gotten that concept. So we're not going to beat a dead horse about you need to become that person. You need to become that person. But let's talk one or two minutes about how you become that person. So... One of the things, the easiest ways to start is you become that person by developing habits. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, one of the sayings that we always say is your goals don't care about your feelings, right? Mm -hmm. So you're 100% not always going to feel like working out. True. Right? I don't always feel like it. You don't always feel like There's days you just don't want to work out. But it's something that we do because it's who we are. We've made it a... Habits. Habit. Habits determine who you are, not your feelings. Not your feelings. But before we can even get to habits, let's talk about how you make the habits. Because they're like, okay, well, how do I make the habits? Yes. This is how you make the habits. By telling yourself no. When you don't want to go to the gym, no, we're getting up. We're not laying in the bed. Uh, no, I'm not going to eat that. And you may have to tell yourself no a million times mm-hmm. and then do what you said you would do. Yes. Okay. So do we, do we have time to give, um, uh, do I have time to give an example, Let's an analogy? Do it. Let's All do right. it. <laughs> I'm going to give an analogy and I hope it's short. I pray it's short. So when I was really depressed, my dog, I have a dog, Carter. I was really, really strict. I mean, he couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. If he did something wrong, he got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when Carter, um, if he used the bathroom in the house by mistake, he got in trouble. If he didn't do, whatever. So when I said something, Carter jumped. Carter did it. Whatever I said. I was so, you know, upset and, and depressed that every little thing mattered to me, and I was just really, like, intense about it. Okay. Once I started to get better, and once I started to ease up on things, mm-hmm. Carter started to notice, right? Yes. So I would say, Carter, come in the house. Carter, take a little longer. Carter, what did you do? Come here. Carter, you know, maybe would come and maybe wouldn't to this day. Right. Because now I'm just not as intense. And that's how a lot of you are with yourself, mm-hmm. that inner self. Uh-huh. You have to be that person that I was. Be strict with yourself. Mm-hmm. Know that when you say something, you mean it. Because a lot of times you'll be the person that I am now. Okay, we're going to go to the gym, but if you don't go to the gym, it's okay. Right. No, you have to be that that person that says, we're going to the gym, and I mean it. Yes. I'm that person that gets up, and I say I was going to make that meal. I'm going to do it. Because that that you will say, oh, you said that the last time. You ain't going to do nothing about it. So it's, it's a battle between yourself. Yes. It's not, you know, I use Carter as an example, but it's really relative to who you are. You have to be the person that you will believe. You said you'll go to the gym, so you have to train that other person. Does that make sense? It uh, makes a hundred percent. Okay, sense. yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to give an example analogy so that you would understand it. But like, that's how I am with myself. With you know, prepping for my meals. Oh, I said it. I know I meant it. So I, I'm not going to play games. Right. And you have to like kind of like bully yourself, basically. Yeah. You know. Long story short. I think a lot of people are really forgiving 
of themselves they are. with things, they right? Are. We yeah. forgive ourselves for so yeah. many balls that we drop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we have set our tolerance for failure so low. Mm-hmm. We have set the tolerance for failure so low that when we fail, so high. we set it so low. Like, because it only takes a little bit for us to be like, ah, uh, no big deal. Oh, got it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've set the tolerance, our tolerance for failure so low that it doesn't even move us past maybe uh, 10 or 15 minutes of disappointment, then we're kind of over it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to the gym today like I said I was. And mm-hmm. we, like, are mm-hmm. okay with that. Yeah. Like, we're settled into yeah. that failure. You have to really let yourself know that you don't play that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. And it, it, it is a constant daily battle of the you that wants to Netflix and chill and the you that needs to go to the gym and get this workout in. And you are letting that chick that loves Netflix and chill win so and many rule. times. Yes. And you're letting her rule you. And you are not going to accomplish your goals until you put into practice the consistent habits that will change who you are. So winning this thing, uh, this game of health and wellness and losing weight and getting off of medications and having more energy and, and more self-esteem or, or even having a slim waist and big behind, those goals require a different person. The person you've been up until this point, she's not capable. Mm-hmm. You have to change who you are, not what you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to the core. To the core. Yes. Not to, on the surface, to the core. Yeah. You have to change who you are. So stop being so proud and ingrained in this belief system of staying the same and all I've always been this way this is who I am and being so forgiving of yourself you should be downright disappointed and ashamed when you say you were gonna do something and you don't that's your integrity you're proven to yourself over and over again that you are incapable Mm -hmm. of keeping this word to yourself and one of my homegirls said on a podcast the other day that inconsistencies in your life are just an indicator that what you're trying to do is incongruent with who you are. Okay. Right? Say that one more time. Consistently being inconsistent is simply an indicator that what you're trying to do, lose weight, get healthy, save money, is incongruent with who you are. Now, You're not a financially responsible person. Even mm-hmm. though you've opened up the savings account, you've signed up for the course, you've hired a coach, you're not that person. Yeah, you have to become that person. You have to become that person. So it's not what you do. We've all, if that was the case, I would get no new clients. Because everybody that comes to me has done plenty of things before. They've right. went to Weight Watchers, they've had gym memberships, They've bought 10-day detox plans. They've bought waist trainers. They, they've hired other trainers. It's not what you do mm-hmm. that makes you a success. It's who you are. Yep. So you have to change who you are. And again, you do that by putting into practice small habits on a recurring basis. And as you continually begin to choose water over juice, then you incorporate a new practice. And slowly you build on building those healthy habits. But you have to be consistent in very small habits, and then you build momentum from there. But you have to become that person who tells that other chick, no. 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 
Just know. Just know. Yeah. That's it. And it's non-negotiable. And you might have to look in the rearview mirror, look at yourself in the mirror, feel like a fool and talk to yourself. Mm -hmm. But the answer is definitely no. Okay. Okay. Now that we got that out the way, yeah. <laughs> we had to we had to bring that out there for you guys today. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about who we are outside of health and wellness. Because quite frankly, I'm not sure I know who she is. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay and I had this revelation a couple of weeks ago, and I was asked her. I'm like. Dude, what do you like? Like, who are you? Like, what do you do? Like, outside <laughs> health and wellness? Because um, if, if, if we're not talking about weight, weight loss, nutrition, something new we found out about exercise or something we want to share, it's just, like, so weird. We feel like everybody in our lives only talk to us about that. And, and we only talk to each other about that, really. Yeah. And we were friends long before we got into, like, years. I still People. don't believe you. <laughs> you so, just met me when we got certified. <laughs> yeah, right, just met. So I figured we will wrap up this episode kind of sharing a couple fun facts about ourselves that you guys may not know about us. And then I'm going to ask Jay some fun questions um, to answer that, uh, you know, just to learn a little more about us and who we are outside of health and wellness. All right, I'm ready. Okay. So, um, we'll go back and forth with fun facts, I guess. The first fun fact about me is, um, I've talked about living in China before, so I still know a little Chinese. I was practicing, and I can still count to, like, eight in Chinese. Really? Yeah, and I was so geeked about that. I didn't even know you could. Look, you gonna do it? Heck yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so, okay, here's a go. E a san se wo liu chi ba. Wow, I'm so impressed. I, I, didn't, I did not know you could count. Yeah, so that's one to eight in Chinese. Woo woo. <laughs> so, All right. Okay. I thought like I have to top that. Like, um, I can, in, in French, I can, uh, <laughs> shoot, what can I do? No, I, I'm not going to say what I can do. But a fun fact about me is that I was born in Long Beach, California. Um, we moved here because my mom got married years ago. And the only people that I have here in Michigan, that's where I'm at now, is my siblings and our kids. We have no aunts, no uncles, no grandparents, nothing. Wow. Um, my friends pretty much became, and that's why friendship is so important to me because my friends are really my family because that's really all I have. I don't have any, like, any family, like any aunts or anything like that. So I relied a lot on friendships to be my family um, along with my siblings and our, and our children. That's cool. Is it? Yeah, I actually forgot that you were born in California. <laughs> I actually completely forgot about that. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Okay, um, a fun fact about me is <laughs> I have a strong desire. This is this is really I have a strong desire to be like a multimillionaire, if not a billionaire. Everyone, I think everyone knows that. Everybody knows that about well, me. Well, I know I do. Yeah. Oh. Well, you told me. Well, you knew that. But oh, I'm, yeah, you announced it. So, to me, like, I'm going to be a millionaire. And then ever since then, you're like, I got to do it. So. <laughs> like, um, because I never forget, you know how um, uh, somebody might ask you what is the ideal amount of money you want to make per mm -hmm. year that will make you comfortable? Do you mm -hmm. have a number? Like, no, a, I ideal, don't have a number. Ideal annual income? And um, a lot of people that I've heard answer this question will say, like, 80 grand, 100,000, mm -hmm. or something like that. 
And that always sounds really, really low to me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I guess wanting uh, or being a multimillionaire, I think, is sometimes associated with, you know, shallowness or something like yeah. that. Yeah, or having too much or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's a major, major, major goal that I'm going after. Sweet. Love it. Okay. Okay, one thing about me is that I am a music fanatic. Like, I love music so, so much. Like, I do not watch TV. I listen to music a lot. Uh, I know hip-hop, country, um, neo-soul, like, all the music. And it, and it, it's not just music to me. It's really, like, life. Like, I just really value artists and that the imprint and the impact that they make on people's lives because certain artists have literally got me through the roughest patches of my life like through breakups through you know illnesses through being pregnant yeah through through, through everything so and I, I think really... I know your favorite artist let me see if I can get this right who Indiari you yep you know <laughs> okay Indiari is I actually sister. felt like I was being tested right there <laughs> she's my sister in my head like she don't even know it, but we're like sisters <laughs> one day I want to meet Indiari because yes. she has real like her music just does she have any new stuff no, she doesn't have anything okay. new. But she has like features and things like that. Okay. And stuff, but no. Cool. Nothing new as of lately. But she is on like soundtracks. They have like put her music in soundtracks. Oh, okay. Which I'm super proud of. Yeah. That people are recognizing her on that level. But no. Nothing new. Sweet. Okay. Um, another fun fact about me. Well, you know this. Um, I fainted on a train in Italy. Annoying, yes. <laughs> Um, I was now in hindsight, I realized, but I was completely dehydrated on a super crowded train on the way to work in Italy. Um, it, the train was so crowded, it was standing room only, shoulder to shoulder, and I fainted. And this Italian guy caught me, and um, before I like hit the floor, and um, and no, like speaking no English, and we're basically communicating through head nods and thumbs up signs, but um, that was a frightening moment. In my life, yeah, I remember that. It was so... <laughs> you are so scary; it's ridiculous. Oh my god, it was so annoying. Okay, um, so one fun fact about me is that whenever someone, the power of words mean a lot to me. Like when people tell me things, mm-hmm. and that's why people have to be very, be very, very careful of what you say because you never know in that moment what resonates inside another person. Mm-hmm. So when people tell me things, and they they may say something flippantly or in, in, intentional, but I take it very seriously. And when you tell me something, I, you know, I self-assess and decide if I'm going to apply it. So, for instance, um, you know, my my friend at work said, you know, because I parked downtown. I paid the meters. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> A lot. I paid, you know, I hate the shuttle. So she was like, you know, I was thinking about actually paying $180 like a month mm-hmm. to park downtown. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, it ain't that serious. She said, it's just too ridiculous to just bypass a free ride. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do it? It's not even that serious. And she said it that casually. Mm-hmm. I have not paid another dime since then. Mm-hmm. It just resonated. Like, that is silly. Mm-hmm. You know, for mm-hmm. me not to want to spend this extra 30 minutes to get on the shuttle to get to the parking lot. And it's just, you just never, like, when you tell me something, be very careful. Because mm-hmm. if it makes sense to me, I'm going to apply it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, That's I just definitely apply. one of our golden yeah, rules. Yeah, <laughs> that is our golden rule. If it makes sense. Application. 
fly yeah, all day long yeah. for sure for sure um fun fact about me i can't swim i am afraid of water and but i really want to learn how to swim but i've never learned and um it scares the crap out of me yeah she <laughs> i think i've invited you to like do stuff on the water and you're like um what's the chances of me dying like can you <laughs> Run the statistics. Send them. Send, email me the statistics. Of, email me a spreadsheet on how many yeah. people have died in this body of water and out the side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Okay. okay. So, uh, do I have any more fun facts? Um, I think the last fun fact that I'm going to say is that this is newly developed too. Mm. I am now a crafter. I every every time somebody said they're gonna have something, I think about what crafts can go down. Like for uh <laughs> for New Year's we did 2017 t-shirts. For Christmas we did ornaments. For Halloween we did pumpkins. Like I'm just a new crafter. Like what <laughs> can we craft? So lame. Oh my god. I, I embrace lameness, so I'm not Yeah, ashamed. lameness is awesome. Lameness is super awesome. It is. It, it truly is. Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. Um, final fun fact about me is, um, I want to be, I want to live in a multitude of countries. Um, I will live in a multitude of countries. Um, I've only lived in like three so far, but I want to, like, there's so many countries I want to experience and live in. And, um, so that's something that I set out to do many years ago. And, um, I'm on the journey and path to do just that. So before I had some questions that I was gonna ask you, but we're kind of running out of time. Says who? I mean, okay. So you I'm, can cut it off at this point if you learned enough, or you can continue to listen because we have more information, more questions. So I invite you to stay. Okay. Um, the scariest thing you've ever done. The scare. You know what's so. You you call me scary all the time, but this scares the life out of me. And you're going to be like, really? But I'm going to go. When my husband and I go on a trip together, and especially when we fly, it scares me so bad. Like I almost want to take separate planes because both of you are together, and if something happens, to your children, they lose both parents. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know, it's not a matter of I'm not afraid to fly, fly. by myself. I'm not afraid of you know, like we went <laughs> zip lining on the mountain, right? But, you know, when we do things together, that, that scares me a lot. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Okay. Um, biggest pet peeve in your life right now? Oh, God. you know I have a million pet peeves. And I knew that was going to be a hard one for you to answer. <laughs> it, it's, 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 a, it's between hospital pics, you know, selfies in the hospital. When people, <laughs> oh, my God. I just want to just throat punch people when they take selfies in the hospital like are you sick or are you not that leave is, the give that space to someone who's really sick that's a pet peeve before it to be in the running to be your biggest oh, pet peeve in your life right every now. time i see it it just raises my blood shut up <laughs> like do not take selfies in the hospital agree it's very tacky but clearly we're the only ones who believe that because there's no less usually than about 50 comments like i pray for you <laughs> oh runner up is I'll pray for you. Okay. <laughs> you have, you have. This no. is my pet pet peeve. When someone says a real problem and all people have to offer is I'll pray for you. No, please offer 
you know, some more tangible, some more tangible help yeah. along with praying. Because I'm going to assume you're going to pray for me if you're a pray, praying person. Right. You know, that goes without saying. And, and this is just being real petty because I'm so big on integrity. Are you really shooting that prayer up for me? Okay, listen. <laughs> That'd be my thing. Everybody, prayers up. Prayers up. It wasn't until recently that I believe people really prayed because a girl, you know, at work, her, her grandmother was dying. And um, someone came to work the next day, and she wasn't there yet. And they were like, um, you know, why is she not there? They looked panicked. And I was like, oh, no, she just went, you know, she texted me or whatever. She's going to be here. And they were like, oh, my God, I was up praying all night. And I was like, wow, you know, oh, people really do pray. Did you say old people? No, people oh, really oh, do pray. <laughs> okay, okay. So that kind of, like, validated. Because I was like, yeah, okay, pray for me. Yeah, that's a quick response. Right. But since we're bringing up um, – Pray for me and quick things. One of the things that I hate on Facebook is that people um, like their own posts on Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to assume, since we say, you know, if you're a praying person, I'm going to assume you're praying. I'm going to assume if you post something that you, that like, you it. like it. Now, you know, give a little wink, wink if somebody forced you to post this. But I'm assuming that you decided on your own, on your free will to post to this. To post this. So therefore you like There's it. no need to like your own post. Agreed. No need. Agreed. No need. Okay. That's Agreed. it. On the okay. top. Um, what's one thing uh, you would change about America if you only had one thing? Um, I would change abuse of children. Abusive or abused? Abuse of children. Oh, like abuse of children. On any level. Got um, it. Because if you stop the sexual, the mental, emotional, physical abuse of children, you will stop a lot of problems in America with killing, violence, uh, domestic violence. You will stop a lot of things from happening. So if you started there with the children, then you will stop a lot of things. Yeah, so true. You know, I was watching a documentary just yesterday about um, childhood, specifically infancy, Mm -hmm. and um, they were saying that children don't learn any more in their life don't learn as much in their don't learn as much in their life as they do during the first three years of their life they were saying the first three years of their life is when they learn the most yeah i heard five years i didn't hear three years Uh, they said three and you know was just saying like no other age range like you know 13 to 16 20 to 23 whatever the first three years of your life is when they learn the most and just talking about how critical that is. I mean, I know some abuse happens outside of that, but just from like the intimacy and love that you get, you know, from your parent Mm -hmm. or the language that you learn during that time Mm -hmm. and the tertiary movements that you learn and thing and and things like that. And, um, and just how critical of that, that period that is. And, um, I think one of the fun facts that I was going to share was about my desire to have children and kind of la- the, the lack thereof. However, I sometimes think about becoming a mother and all like how like how much emphasis I will put on um, my, my, my temperament and my language and um the things that I focus on in my life, like they pick all of that up. Yeah, and you know Every what? single thing. It's so scary. What's interesting is that, you know, my son is seven. He's passed for three years, but, um, or did you say two? Yeah, three, three. years. Mm-hmm. But he went to his basketball game today, 
and we were up on the bleachers, but it was so, so at first we were on the ground level and he didn't see us go up to the bleachers. So one minute we were there, one minute we weren't there. But when he finally caught my eye and saw that I was watching him, his whole body language, you know, and I smiled, his whole body language changed. Mm. Like he just needed that reassurance. So yeah, I agree that like what you instill into a child, even, even if it's not words, even if it's, you know, you just have to give all you can. Yeah. And it really downloads into their hard drive. And it w- really will, you know, present itself yes. as they get older and older. Yes. A thousand percent. It's such, it makes such a big deal. So I think that's a really good thing um, for you to change about America. Because I agree. Like, most of the the violence and even, you know, the... the and everything from stinginess to lying to so manipulation. Acceptance of who that person is. Yeah, yeah, definitely to acceptance of self and all that stuff is definitely oftentimes a result of childhood and experiences and, and childhood and relationship with parents. And it's just so monumental. So I thought that was pretty cool. I think we should probably wrap. What you think? You got any more you want to nope. add about? No, nope. but I do um, want to do the rapid fire. I'll ask yours. Okay. Since you ask me questions, I'll ask, I'll ask you a couple questions. Okay. So this is rapid fire. She's going to, um, rapid fire, wait, which one is this called? Rapid fire is when you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not sure what this is called, but I'm going to give you two options and then you hurry up and tell me. Oh, where your heart is. Okay, so where you, your heart is. This so we get up, you give me two options and I have to quickly say which one I'm down with. All right, are you ready? Yes. Branch style or colonial house? Branch. Bikini or one piece? Bikini. Prince or MJ? MJ, Michael Jackson, MJ. Mm-hmm. Hiking or horseback riding? Hiking. Bowling or skating? Bowling. Vegan or vegetarian? <laughs> Shut up, vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Fitness or nutrition? Nutrition. Documentary? Documentary or biography? Documentary. Love or peace? Love. All right. Okay, I got a quick one. I do. I do have a quick. Uh, where your heart is? Salty or sweet? Salty. <laughs> Fake or real Christmas tree? Fake. Movies or music? Music. Fries or onion rings? Fries. Doctor or DIY? Yeah, why? Uh, Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Big butt or small waist? Small waist. <laughs> Whole Foods or Trader Joe's? Trader Joe's. <laughs> Only because their prices are better. Whatever. Whole Foods has, you no, know. No, you're not allowed to add explanations. <laughs> Right. So guys, that's all we have for you today. We'll um, be uploading this episode onto www.professionallyfit.co. You can also catch this episode and past episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. Be sure to search Professionally Fit. Till next time. Peace. Peace.